Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Good morning. God bless you. What a blessing to be back again with you this morning. Glory be to Jesus. I believe God strongly that this will be a wonderful day unto you, a day that the Lord has made. Amen. Elijah was a man of stature in the spirit. In the last few days, we've been talking about increase. Increase in wisdom, increase in stature, and increase in favor before God and before man. And the emphasis has been on increase in stature. Increase in stature. A man of spiritual stature is God's power bank here on earth. That was one of the words that said or statements that struck me. One of the points that came so strong to me. You can't become God's power bank here on earth. Second point I would like to make today that we want to challenge our hearts and challenge our thoughts with this morning is that a man or a woman of spiritual stature can take dominion over the earthly domain. You can take dominion, walk in authority, and take dominion over this earthly space. Elijah was a man of such spiritual stature as a result of the perversion and sin of his nation, the prophet of God locked up the heavens and decreed that there will be no rain, there will be no dew according to his word. And for three and a half years, there was no rain, there was no dew, there was no rain upon the face of the earth, as far as its geographical location was concerned, Elijah did not issue an empty command. He spoke from the place of where he stood in the spirit. He spoke from the place of a spiritual stature in the realms of the spirit. First Kings chapter 17 verse 1, the Bible says, And Elijah the Tishbite, who was the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto him, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand. Can you note that in your Bible? Before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain this years, but according to my word. Regardless of who the prayer meeting going on in that nation, regardless of the intercessors, regardless of the prophets, you know there were prophets in the land. Even the Bible says God confirmed that there were 7,000 prophets in that nation at the time. But Elijah stood and proclaimed and decreed and declared that there will be no rain according to his word. <laughs> he said, as the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand. Elijah stood before the Lord God of Israel in his days. 
He was a man of stature, a man of spiritual status. He had access to the mind of God because he stood before God. He spoke from the understanding and knowledge of what he had gleaned, from what he had obtained from the presence of the Lord. Listen to me, people of God. Where you stand in the spirit determines your spiritual capacity, your spiritual status, your spiritual stature. And your spiritual stature will, to a large extent, determine what you are able to exercise dominion over. Yes, Elijah spoke from the place of knowing as much as the Lord God liveth, I stand before him. I know his mind. I know his intention. So I'm not just speaking from my own, for my own desire. I speak as one with authority in the realms of the spirit. Where do you stand, my friend? Before whom do you stand? The commands you make, the instructions you give, in the realms of the spirit will carry so much power and potency if the place of your standing in the spirit is well defined. After Joshua had attained certain dimension of stature in the spirit, he could speak to the Lord and place a request, a request that temporarily terminated the operations of the sun and the moon until he had accomplished the assignment God had committed into his hands. All through the years of service with Moses, his master, Joshua learned the principle of increase in stature. He learned how to stand before the Lord. He had built spiritual potential. He had built capacity. He had built stature, stature in the spirit to alter and change the course of nature. By reason of your stature in the spirit, you can change the course of nature. Joshua chapter 10 verse 11, and it happened as they fled before Israel and were on the descent of Beth Horon that the Lord cast down large hailstones from heaven on them as far as Azekah and they died. There were more who died from the hailstones than the children of Israel killed with the sword. Verse 12. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand still over Gibeon and moon in the valley of Ahijalon. So the sun stood still. The sun did what? Stood still. And the moon stopped. Till the people had revenge upon their enemies. Is this not written in the book of Jashar? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven. And did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. And there has been no day like that before it or after it that the Lord heeded, that the Lord hearkened the voice of a man. For the Lord fought. 
for Israel. Verse 14 is really interesting. Very interesting. There has been no day like that before it or after that the Lord heeded the voice of a man. My friend, that is what we call stature in the spirit. A mortal man had a quick discussion with the Lord during battle. During battle. He did not have time to separate himself to fast and organize some special night vigil or some prayer warriors. He was probably on a horse with blood-stained spears and swords in his hand and yet securing the full attention of heaven to stop the operations of the elements of the sun of the moon what a dimension of stature in the spirit the level of attention you have access to in the spirit determines your spiritual stature a man who can secure God's full attention in an instant is a man of stature. Is a man of stature. You don't just gain access to attention in the spirit without investing into the spirit. Night and days of waiting had been invested into the relationship between Joshua and the Lord. In the days of Moses on earth, Joshua waited on God alone. Countless times he was cut off from man and God. He was not with Moses in God's presence on the mountaintop, nor was he with the people in the valley. Joshua was left alone waiting on God. Little did he know that those times of difficulty and aloneness and pain were designed to forge a man of stature. To forge, to create, to form a man of stature, a man of courage, power, and authority over the elements in this earthly space was formed in the place of waiting. He secured God's attention without organizing a special service, without some special offering and donation, without some special giving. No, he had laid the foundation for spiritual intervention by systematically building his relationship with the Lord over a long period. When a man, a man who increased in stature, hung upon the cross, bearing upon himself the sins and iniquity of the whole world. The sun, the sun could not look into his eyes. The moon shut his eyes and could not behold him. The earth shook beneath him and the veil in the temple tore into pieces. Matthew chapter 27 verse 50, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, truly, this was the Son 
of God. In the death of a man of stature is the conviction of a wicked world. In the death of a man of stature is the conviction of a wicked world. Paul on his way to Italy suffered a terrific shipwreck. I'm just trying to outline to us this morning the games, giving practical example from the Old to the New Testament of men who prevailed with God, men of stature, and why you should desire to be a man of spiritual stature. Paul, on his way to Italy, suffered a terrific shipwreck. The captain of the ship, the military escort, and prisoners on board had lost hope. They'd lost hope. They could not eat for many days. The storm was intense. No one expected anyone to survive the disaster that was ahead of them. When all hope was lost, the Bible says in Acts chapter 27 verse 21 to 24, but after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Man, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. Verse 22, And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you but only of the ship. Can you see precision? The ship will be destroyed, but no single life will be lost. Why? Why or how did it come about this strong prophetic declaration? Verse 23, For there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve. Wow, wow, there stood by me this night. I had an encounter. I interacted with angelic beings sent by the God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you. My goodness, all the passengers aboard the ship were preserved because their lives were delivered into the hands of a man with stature in the spirit. But before he could attain that realm of such stature in the spirit, he had personally committed himself to the Lord. He said, For there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By reason of your spiritual stature, the lives of the people in your office, family, home, street, can be granted unto you. Yes, but one thing is important. You must belong to him and you must serve him. This is not time to play around. It's not time to play church. It's not time to play religion. It's time to build spiritual stature 
and capacity. And the child, Jesus, increased in wisdom, in stature, and in favor before God and man. Such will be your testimony in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I commend you to God this morning and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. God bless you and see you again tomorrow. Amen and amen.